Like there's no set path you need to take. You can always take the one that's there. Everyone knows that there's like the the path that's like already there, but the one that is less traveled on is the more exciting one. Well, hey there, friends. We're back with Wisdom of the Wilderness, and I'm really excited for today's episode. This is one that came up through a series of random coincidences or synchronicities that put me where I was at 5.30 in the morning for an ultramarathon, and a new connection happened. And some magic happened, and a whole bunch of people had some life dreams come true and met some challenges they set themselves. And in the course of talking with Megan and meeting Megan in a random coincidence, there's a lot that she has to share. There's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of knowledge, a lot of life experience. And I'm really excited to share this with everyone today because long story short, uh, as you'll hear, we recorded this under the flight path of one of the largest airports in North America while sitting at a beach park on Halloween with all of the chaos of Halloween going on behind us. And it was a magical evening. If you'd like to follow along with Megan, she is on Instagram. It is M-K-U-P-R-E-S-2-2. And you can see all of the incredible content that she posts. In the meantime, without giving much of a further introduction, we're going to just pop right into the episode and the interview that we did <laughs> with a lot going on behind us. So I'm sure you'll have absolutely no idea that we're distracted. None whatsoever. All right. Enjoy, friends. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I'm your host, Greg. And as always on this podcast, we are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people moving through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I am grateful you have chosen to spend part of your time today with me, listening to cool things and cool people. And uh, without any further ado, let's get to this week's episode. All right, so we are back here for another episode, and this is going to be probably the most fun episode ever, because at the moment we're sitting at a beach park. We got a leopard print, or is this a cheetah print? I'm not really sure. Thoughts on this? leopard or cheetah print uh, blanket that was gifted to me by a runner that I met through Instagram at an ultramarathon yesterday who turns out lives where I used to live and we got very sidetracked because I'm totally getting sidetracked again while doing the intro and uh, anyways we're here at a beach park about to have a beer and some snacks and I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I need to open the beer and have some snacks so go ahead hi my name is Megan I am a local here in Arizona I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty much just a trail runner here. I live on like South Mountain all the time running. That's usually where you'll find me out doing my runs and training, even when I'm sidelined as a injured runner as well, climbing up the mountain on my bike. 
Awesome. And uh, so this is one of those things like Wisdom of the Wilderness has probably taught us that you can plan stuff in life or you can just wing it. So we're completely winging this podcast episode. It's actually Halloween night. Dude, there's a dinosaur on a scooter going back that way. This is kind of ridiculous. We're, not, we're in the biggest party school of America, hanging out at a park. The, I wa- the people watching here is crazy. So we'll probably be distracted, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so we randomly connected at a trail race yesterday and had some really cool conversation. And Megan's got a really cool story and a lot of stuff she's working towards manifesting. Not working towards. It is manifesting. It is coming into being right now. So you told me a whole bunch of stuff yesterday about your running history and about some of your life experience and what you're working towards. As a big thing, how have some of the experiences in your life shaped who you are today and what you're working towards? And take that whatever direction you'd like. And I'm going to pass you the phone. Okay. All right. So... My big thing with running is, like, I've always used it as, like, me time. I love running because I enjoy it. I try not to make running, like, a thing that I have to do. It's more of a thing I get to do. So running didn't start out as a thing that I wanted to do. It was actually influenced by my middle school PE teacher um everyone knows him as super Mike um so in PE class like we'd always have to run around the gym and I had this really close friend and we would do it every day every start of PE class run around the gym and in the middle of school year I don't know what happened but she had to leave and she moved to Texas so I was like the lonely gym buddy so I just kept up our thing I would just do the runs around the gym and the teacher noticed like hey you're a pretty good runner you should come out for cross country I looked him dead in the eyes and I was like no like that's hard you just had the ambulance the other day come out because in Arizona it's warm and of course like it, it, p- people get dehydrated and they don't take care of themselves and this one was just one of those rare extreme cases where yes we had to call the fire department because heat stroke and it got hot um but that wasn't the end of the uh, like oh you're gonna run Megan so I graduate from middle school it's on a high school I'm uh like volleyball strict like that's my game like that's all I want to do I was set on my freshman year to make the volleyball team at my high school well we're out for a walk my mom and I were around the high school park and it was summertime so they have um summer training going on for the high school and it just so happened that morning we're out walking and I see the girls cross-country team running down the street and I see another familiar face and I see it is my middle school teacher I'm like okay um that's right he is one of the coaches for the high school team of the cross-country runners so my mom knew my middle school teacher very well um just because like he was always at a lot of the sporting events so she sees him across the street and I'm nudging my mom 
mom, let's let's turn. We're gonna turn down this way. We don't need to go that run way away, towards the. <laughs> we don't need to go towards the girls' team. My mom immediately was like, Mr. Smith. Oh, hi, Mr. Smith. I'm like, Mom, this is embarrassing. Like, we really don't need this. So he shouts, uh, Mr. Smith, Megan, why are you out here running with us? And I'm looking at my mom, and my mom's like, yeah, why aren't you out there running with him? I was like, uh, good question. So he goes running by, but the coach comes over and introduces himself to my mom. And mind you, I've never met this guy in my entire life, but I'm looking at him and all I can see is Leonidas 300 staring at my mom with like tattoos, bulging muscles out of his tank. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is the girl's coach. Like, this looks intense. So my mom's having a heyday talking like, yeah, sure. We'll meet you after practice. How long are you run? Oh, 30, 60 minutes. I'm like, that's a lot of numbers. Uh, I don't know about running that long. So we go over and walk towards the school while the girls finish up. I end up meeting the coach there, a couple of the girls, and I recognize um, a familiar face on, on the team. I'm like, I think that's my friend from middle school, the one that moved away to Texas. And her hair's cut. I almost didn't recognize her because her hair was so short. But I go over there, and she's with my soccer friends, and I'm like, is that you, Carissa? And sure enough, it was her. And I was like, all right, Mom, I'm running. I'm sold. So that was my first intro into running is, like, I saw my friend, wanted to be with her. Like, running started out as, like, I found friendship in it. Like, I just wanted to be with my friends. Totally social. So as we started the season and got into things, I noticed, like, running started coming kind of naturally to me. I just enjoyed being around the girls, making friends, learning from the older girls. So I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I feel like this is my family. And it just grew on me. Year after year, I found myself getting better, falling in love with the competition. You got the team sport you got from volleyball playing, but you also got that individual, like, this is me. I'm making the most of this race, this workout, this um, experience. Like, I've got this. But you also kind of work as a team. And when it comes to performing on, like, the event or, um, oh, what do they call them? It's not, I guess it's me. A cross-country meet or invitational. <laughs> you had to work as a team. Like, every runner was counted for that spot to place as a whole. So I love that. And I did it all four years. I had a hiccup. I got, you know, the, that setback where it really hits you and it stings where it's like, oh, that injury. It it definitely was a hard one to, for me to digest because when it came to college, of course, like, you wanted that spot on your dream college to run for. And unfortunately, that dream didn't come true for me. Uh, so that was bittersweet. I just was very appreciative for all the learning I had in high school to prepare me for college, though. Because when I went to college, I realized um, if I truly loved running, I would make the decision to do it myself. It wouldn't be because 
this person influenced me or I was told to do it. I wanted it to be my thing. So my first two years, I chose not to run competitively. Instead, I used it as an outlet for me to make friends with the dorm mates I had because they were interested in running. I was like, no way. I love running. Here, why don't I show you some of these routes I found while I've been walking around um, this new area? Because I went to college out of state. I ended up moving from Arizona to Oregon and became a duck. So it was kind of cool, like, taking along my new friends to this new area and be like, let's go look at this area. Like, I want, I want you to see this area with me that I found the other day. Do you know this route? Like, and so we would just do all these adventure runs. So for the first two years, it was me and these dorm mates that I would make friends with and we would go around running. It wasn't until my third year at the school, I found a gal out in the, uh, <laughs> Hendricks Park area where Freeze Rock was and they were doing a workout um, the running club team and she found me just kind of looping through and she's like hey you want to come run with us we're down at the base of Hendricks Park here you want we we're doing hill repeats so I was like oh my god hill repeats I haven't heard that since high school <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that but sure why not I mean like she was super nice, and I'm like, how can you not be friends with a runner? I'm mean, like, we're only the coolest people around and easy to talk to. And, totally. Uh, <laughs> so I joined in on the workout, and I meet the coach, and his name is Tom. He didn't like being called coach, so I'm, I'm going to respect that. Um, so I meet Tom, and Tom's like, hey, we got a event coming up in Corvallis. Do you want to come up and run, like, a cross-country race? And I was like, Yeah why not? I haven't competed since high school. kind of miss it. Like, I want to do this. So that was, like, finally when running started becoming, like, a thing for me again that I was, like, slowly falling back in love for with that competitiveness and, like, oh, yeah. Like, this is going to be fun. Like, I can feel it. It doesn't feel pressured, like, when you're trying to achieve the goal of running for your college, but rather, like, you're running for yourself so I did that I ended up having a really great time doing that race for the first time in what felt like forever and so I started running with the running club team that's where I started meeting like I call it my organ family they just welcomed me in I started falling in love with the sport all over again and really being like this is my thing well end of college comes I find myself back in Arizona and I make a full circle and I start coaching for the high school again and I realize like as I go back into coaching being on the other side now um, being the role model I'm like what can I do to make these girls that I'm going to be coaching have the same like love for the sport I have for now which is like it's hard to express in words because I just I I learned to have a different relationship with it versus like high school self when you're always trying to make it be like your thing like this is my thing I'm going to use it as my tool to get a scholarship for college versus like now where it's like 
This is my outlet. This is like me. This is where I find myself decompressing and just letting everything go and just finding the zone to run. So that's what I did. I, as a coach, I was an assistant coach. I wasn't the head coach. But what I would do with the girls that were having those hard days where we would have a workout and you knew it was going to challenge them, I found a way to find myself like, hey, you and I, let's run. Come on. We're going to find a way to make this doable, workable, and we're going to achieve the purpose of today's workout, whether it be the same one that's written on paper or one that we make to get, say, the total mileage or the effort done. And you could see suddenly these shifts in their energy or mindset when they needed that extra push, but in a way to make them stronger. And we ended up having the three years I coached as an assistant, probably some of our best state performances. Um, I stopped coaching though, uh, once the pandemic hit. So 2020 was my final cross country season where I kind of was like, I had to let it go. It was becoming more taxing than it was like where you got a second wind of energy to do. And I realized I'm like, okay, let's take the tools I gave to these student athletes and apply it to my life now. Because again, you should probably take the words of wisdom you give <laughs> towards others and <laughs> apply it to your life. Uh, so yeah, I started doing that with my own running. So when I first came back to Arizona, it was in 2016, I found that uh, here in Arizona, we don't have year round racing like they do in the Pacific Northwest. It gets hot in the desert. And uh, yeah, so I started looking up races to do for the fall. And that's when I found this race called Xterra. And my good friend from Oregon had just moved down to Arizona as well to do Teach for America. And he's like, hey, Megan, you want to go do Xterra with me? It's a trail race out in the McDowell's. I'm like, sure, let's do it. Let's, let's do this trail run stuff, like 15 miles. Yeah, I'm up for it. I've never run 15 miles at this point in my life either. And, um, yeah, I went out and did it and fell in love with it. And I was like, okay, I'm addicted to this. Like, this is too cool. So I did that for a while. And, um, so I did like three races and I had performances where I would come back as a coach. So in 2016 to 2020, I'm coaching. So 2017 was when I started talking to one of the other coaches. Now, funny story coach was coach wolf george wolf he's uh kelly wolf's Haley wolf's dad so he was super cool well he must have been mumbling or i didn't listen very well but he was telling me about races to do with trail running and the first word i heard is viper I'm like viper that sounds like a really cool racing company why don't i why don't i look that up i'll look what races they have so all i'm finding is like viper cars viper snakes like i don't think i heard right eh, i'll just put on the back burner so i do a couple more races and i start getting a little more social and i start talking to people and someone mentioned you should do this era viper race i'm like era viper viper this is this is what coach wolf was talking about 
So I signed up for a race and uh, I did Mesquite 30K as my first run. It was a 30K. I knew nothing about ultra running. Like 30K was really far this time for me too still. And uh, I show up that day. There's a good chunk of females at the start. And I was like, awesome. There's women at the start of this. Because Xterra didn't have very many. So I was like, okay, okay. Stay calm. I got, I got everything. I see these people dressed up in vests. They got like bladders and bottles. I have my car key and a goo gel. This was not a bright move. I'm going to put that out there right now because I learned the hard way. Like if you don't have water on the white tank mountains, <laughs> you're in for a, a long haul. So I made it. I finished. Uh, probably not my best race, but man, it definitely was a wake up call of like, okay, I'm a decent runner, but I could do better if I, one, learn how to drink water while I'm running, and two, maybe eat a little more fuel <laughs> just to gel, <laughs> and you feel the severe bongs trying to come up, like, um, this section called Goat's Camp, do Mesquite Canyon, do Goat's Camp, you'll, you'll feel, you'll understand what I'm talking about, like, it's another level of climbing. So yeah, um, that was probably the big intro into trail running. So between the coaching I did and wanting to influence my runners to just like make it a fun sport, I find myself also making like competitive trail running still that fun like atmosphere vibe that I want to get. So that way when I go to compete, it's not all this pressure you put on yourself to be like, hey, if I don't get this race result or if I don't hit this PR, the race is just completely trash. Even though you could have had a great day or got points for your team in respect to cross country uh, for your high school times or even college if you got to run for college. So yeah, that was kind of my big twisty, windy story of how I started running and got myself onto the path of trails from cross country high school, little me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. All right, and thank you. That's a really cool story of the transition from one to the other. And you saw me messing around with the other phone because I'm making notes because I forgot paper to make my notes on. But the one thing that stuck out from all that was like the importance that the running community has had on your life, whether it was the other girls you ran with in high school or your friends in Oregon or moving back home and having friends. Could you talk a little about how the community has helped you? When you mentioned like your performance and doing things that kind of suck, like hill repeats, hooray. Um, But has that extended out into other areas or avenues of your life of having people who you're spending a lot of time with and doing hard things? Yes, my community is everything. I I love where I found myself ending up when I'm in those dark places. So there have been times where running has been hard on me. You go through those injury cycles. You go through those burnouts where you may have gone too hard. 
and you find yourself not loving the sport you thought you could love forever, do every day. Uh, So when those situations happened, I found myself going into, well, with coaching, I would use the girls. The girls would help me stay motivated with my cross training by being able to cycle by them and encourage them on their workouts. When I have my um, hiccups every now and then when I was uh, transitioning into the trails, because again, trail running, you tend to take some spills and falls, you might have some setbacks, but I found myself with others. So one of them is my really good friend right now, Nathaniel. And uh, yeah, we met each other through a shoe store called Soul Sports. And again, another great running community I have with the shoe store and just them having their own running community in general with like store hours afterwards. But yeah, I showed up at the running store one day and I recognized his face from the trails. I had never met him at that point. And I went to go buy some shoes and I just out of the blue asked him, I was like, hey, do you run like South Mountain by chance? He's like, yeah. I see you out there. I'm like, oh, you do? Um, <laughs> I'm like, do you run Desert Classic a whole lot? And he's like, yep, that's what I go to. I was like, no way. Want to meet up for a run one day? So it was just like I casually would ask people to go run with me and help me keep myself accountable of just like trying new trails, getting out there. So that was one outlet too is like I'd use my community to teach me new trails, get me outside. And another big one too is um, if you're in Arizona, you probably have heard of the Wild Woman. So the Wild Woman I found through Bree, I think through Instagram. Like I think we were just like chatting over um, a group run that was happening out at Brown's Ranch. And I had heard of Brown's Ranch. I think I did like one run out there before, but I was like, I should go out there again. I got this group of ladies that are going to be out there too. A great way to meet more people. And sure enough, I networked with some people and some of it was our first run. And just seeing their faces light up like, this is going to be my longest run ever today. Like I'm running 10 miles. I'm like, wow. Like what got you to run 10 miles? Like, What made you motivated to do that? And it was so funny because their same intention was like, I just wanted to meet new people. I'm like, dude, I feel ya. I'm on that same frequency there. So yeah, a lot of, um, the reason I love my community so much is like, you just connect with them so easily. They're just so easy to talk to. They have this like, this wild spirit. They want to learn more, want to go out more, want to want to show you like their home ground like I know for me my favorite thing is when I do get to meet new people I'm like hey you want to go on this like hike or this trail run with me and like I'll show you my favorite routes and it's just like (laughs) it's just such a great like way to connect with someone and just get to know them on a more like I don't know personal level but not like overly personal it's just like good community vibe friend type thing so yeah yeah and that's a great way 
to connect with people and also you're enjoying the outdoors you know all those benefits but there's it's not the pressure like oh my gosh how do i find new friends somewhere like i'll go to a meetup group oh y'all are weird or i'll go to the speed dating thing yeah y'all are super weird i'm gonna hang out by myself for a while it's you're outside having fun and we talked a little about tempe and experiences i've had i have a friend and when we were here, that was a comment made to me, like, you will meet people and your crazy matches their crazy. And that's okay. <laughs> and especially if you're a trail runner, if you're an ultra runner or anything like that. And by no means does anyone out there listening need to do that because it's fairly intense. And you're not necessarily, you're super laid back at times, but there is a tyrannosaur behind us now. And a balloon animal. We are not good. And a sumo wrestler. Check out the sumo wrestler. I wish I could take photos with this phone as a recording. I should do that with the other phone. And I'm not distracted whatsoever. Whatsoever. I totally lost my train of thought. We're going to actually get a photo of this. There we go. Um, lost my train of thought. This is going great. This is why I'm winging the podcast completely. Uh, community. But yeah, so having people to introduce them to different stuff, you never know what that one little spark might be for somebody. You know, you mentioned coaching people, being able to motivate and support your athletes, but also finding a way like to enjoy riding your bike while you're pacing them or exposing especially young girls or younger girls to something new they might not otherwise have and to be a role model, whether... Like, you're their high school coach. You're a role model because you're a coach. Looking at some of the people that we both met yesterday or know yesterday who are setting world records in some things, it's that I'm doing this here. I can connect with you at that level. I connect with you at that level. That's my actual question. It's, I think it's really powerful to have that community aspect and that personal connection with someone that can come through doing stuff outdoors and something that you love that's here, I'm pointing my heart, here as opposed to trying to force it with something else. And in the context, especially of being a coach and working with, it was high school, middle school? High school. High school. How in thinking of yourself in high school and all the stuff you went through in high school, did that become something that you were considering while you were working with your athletes of the stresses that high school students are under, whether it is, hey, is running going to be the only way I might get into a college and could afford college? Is running my outlet for stress? Is running how I process all these things in my life? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I can talk about that. So, for high school, I, for me, we'll say this. When I was in high school, I started out as a total newbie. Like, we had this level of Alpha, Bravo, Charlie as our run groups. Charlie being like, you're a noob, Alpha, you're varsity. Bravo was JV. I came into the sport total noob and I worked my way up to where the coach finally let me be on alpha because I worked really hard on just trying to find like the best ways to be the best athlete like my goal once I got on alpha 2 was like okay I'm on the squad now I want to be like the best 
I took that probably to an extreme that may have ended me up in some serious like problems to where I mean like I didn't get a running college it's like you would think a person who is on alpha in context varsity and placing like as your first athlete or second athlete would be running at a d1 school well as I learned that wasn't my case that wasn't my story instead my story was coming back as a coach to that same high school and I used my emotions my actions from the high school me and applied it to how the way I saw my athletes performing so if I saw them having similar behaviors I had whether it be about perfectionism being very number or goal orientated where it was like that was what they were fixated on I tried to take that down a notch it's high school live a little go to homecoming go out with your friends stay up a couple nights late in the night it's not gonna harm your performance unless maybe you're doing it like every single night and you really like don't put sport on like a pedestal but rather I wanted to see the kids enjoy their high school time do well and excel in academics and also I wanted to see them fall in love with running I wanted to see them show up for workouts and be like nervous excited I didn't want to see it to be an anxiety provoking like oh my gosh I have a 16 by 12 by 8 by 4 countdown of race pace effort yeah that's a hard freaking workout I would have anxiety too but knowing I have my team there I have other teammates to hold me accountable and really pull me through and lift me up like a team should do that's what I was trying to get my girls to do. That was what I was seeing our head coach also apply to the girls when it came to addressing the warm up. He's like, during your warm up, I want you guys to just clear your mind. I want you to just be in tune, run together, chat, so that when it comes to the workout, you're ready. You got your your talking out because he knows all, the girls love to talk, and you're gonna come up do your strides and then it's game face like you're gonna get in and like hone it in the girls were great at executing that I was always impressed with the way that coach could get them from that chill state for a warm-up to get them honed in for the workout and then having that cool down to like just you know okay I did it I got through it so when it comes to like time to perform they were out there crushing it and that was something I always just admired my student athletes working with them and seeing it all like come together. I'm like, gosh, this is just such beautiful work out there. If only I could have been that athlete that listened as well, but instead like you gotta learn from your mistakes. So my mistakes were definitely learned and got to be turned on to the future athletes here and lo and behold a lot of them are running in college right now and they've graduated and I still see them out there running it, it just puts a smile on my face seeing them out there we even I think have two I think there's two girls out trail running right now and it just blows my mind I'm just like that is that's 
It's, yeah. uh, it makes my heart so happy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fantastic. Like the inf- the influence and impact that you can have on a younger person's life, as well as all the things you talked about—the community aspect, the team building aspect that support network that's so important for everything of life because it's not just about running it's people you can count on to when you have a a life issue or a boyfriend issue or the parent issue whatever's coming up those are people you can count on because you do hard things together your experience okay so we met volunteering at a very mentally and physically grueling and challenging event you have done a lot of mentally and physically grueling things. As part of the community that you're in, how, ha- how is your own experience, how has that impacted your giving back? You know, you, you ran in high school, it was a transformative, you're giving back through coaching. How has that extended out into other areas of your running or of your life? There's been a lot, I feel like, and it's so hard to put, like, a finger on, like, which ones have really just, like, I've noticed. Uh, I, I think the biggest one probably has been taking on the idea of running with others just in general because I'm a person who likes to do things my way I'm very just like I could live on my own I could be selfish and just not care about anything else in the world and become very focused but I know for me that's dangerous like I I shouldn't go down that path so letting people run with me letting people like kind of go with the flow be more relaxed that's probably where I've seen a lot of the growth and change happen. I mean, like, I wouldn't have done my ultra if I didn't start running with my close friend, Nathaniel. Like, he planted the seed in my head of, like, you should do an ultra. And I just gave him the death stare of, like, no, why would I do that? And he's just like, because it's fun. What's fun about running for over two hours like that just seems mind-boggling and painful no make it I, I promise you it's fun like all right uh we'll see on that so the only reason I actually signed up for that my first ultra was not just because of him but because he told me Megan the 100k sold out you better sign up for the 60k before that one so- sells out because I've already signed up for mine I'm like wait, we're supposed to do this together. Oh my God, I, got, I have to sign up now. And so it was pressure. I signed up. And so then that year, 2020, I squeezed in an ultra before the world closed and I got her done. It hurt. But I will tell you, you, you got to experience at least one ultra in your life, especially if you're an endurance athlete. Like it's, it's quite the experience, to be honest. Like, it, you can have all the expectations of what you want, what to expect, but from point A, that start line, to point B to that finish, 
it is just a roller coaster of all these crazy highs and lows. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, pretty thrilling. So yeah, um, I kind of already forgot the whole question thing was, but, uh, <laughs> That's okay. it happens. Happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, Halloween. There's, I know there's a lot of Halloween distractions out here, but yeah, that was kind of like my big thing of like, just letting the community kind of help guide me in a different route of things rather than staying in my own lane, taking my own way and thinking like, oh no, I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> That's okay. I don't think anybody does. I think people pretend they know what they're doing and are all set on these ideas and ideals they have. Like, life will look like this. And then you throw a curveball or a curveball shows up and people can't deal with it. And one thing I've learned is curveballs happen at any time. And there isn't really a set life plan. There's all these things that the media tells you and news tells you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I feel this pressure to have this job or have this lifestyle or have something else and then something happens you're like wow well so much for that thing uh w2f do i do now how is how's yes 2020 2020 (laughs) and just so everyone is aware like we are currently in a park in tempe arizona the biggest party school in town and because i planned this off so well we have warm beer and um snacks and like Halloween stuff's going on all around us. And I'm not going to edit this. I'm not going to take it out because I really don't have the patience for that. But that is what's happening in the background. So bear with us. Dude, check out the tuxedo. That guy's got a Canadian tuxedo on. For those of you who are not familiar, that means a flannel shirt and a beanie. And there's a dinosaur on a tricycle right now. I am not distracted at all. Neither is Megan. I lost my train of thought. It will come back. Um, <laughs> I'll do check out the cow on a tricycle now. <laughs> or I mean a scooter, electric scooter. Um, all right, but back to actually asking you legit questions <laughs> and not being distracted. The community is really important and supporting others and being part of stuff is important. And like I was talking about before I got distracted, life throws us curveballs at any point and you never know what tomorrow might bring or the next hour might bring or the next time I turn my head that way might bring. Your experiences with running, with injuries, moving away, coming back, being on trails, um, stuff we have, we talked about beforehand. How has the entire, I guess if you can make it the entire experience of going on to trails, like that's been very transformative and given a lot of lessons. What are some of the things that you've become aware of in light of here's a life path the trajectory is this and then kapow you bonked because there wasn't enough food or something i see a lot of parallels between you're going to do an ultra marathon i don't know what to expect here's what actually happened here's all the stuff i thought i got wrong has has uh, has running or trail running or ultra running or even time being outside helped with some of the anxieties or uncertainties with a race or even extending it broader out into a career change, a location change, something else. Could you chat about that a little bit? Yeah, so with trail running, trail running brings me so much joy. 
But it also has taught me a lot with patience, that I need to be patient. I'm not gonna be perfect every time I go out for my first effort. I may not have the crazy awesome talent that I always hear when you have social media in your face saying like, oh, this is someone's debut, and then I see them run like a better time than I have, or crush a trail, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting sucked into the vortex of like comparison, and it's not, it's gonna spiral out of control if I take it too seriously. Like, I have to realize I have to be myself, and I've found that with my greatest races, there was no comparison. I went out on that trail because I chose to do it. I also chose it because for some reason, I just found that trail very exciting. I looked at the course map and was like, I vibe. Like I can feel the vibe is gonna be good on that day. And that course, like it's calling my name. And there are other ones where I chose it because I saw the competitive field. And I'm like, I want to be her. Like, I know I can be her. But come race day, I put so much pressure on myself. I crumbled. And it's like, I didn't know how to explain, like, why I put so much pressure on myself or why I needed to achieve that time, that place. It just, I don't know. It, it wasn't meant to be, in a sense. And that's almost kind of like, I could apply this to my work situation right now, is as much as I've tried to put into the universe, like what I want to do with wanting to help other runners or just people in general, like find their true passion for sport. Like all I want to do is see people get outside, get out, try something new, and just see the world from a different perspective other than from, as society puts, a nine to five life working possibly in a cubicle. <laughs> Current situation right now. <laughs> um, not my, Not my favorite, but at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, you gotta pay these things called bills and yeah. So, what trail running is doing for me right now is it's teaching me that I need to be patient. I really got to keep my eyes open and look at the world from a different perspective of being like, hey, what excites me? What gets me thrilled to get out of bed every morning and go do what I love? I haven't quite found that in work world, the real reality of life, but in means of like sport and my passion, I'm seeing that come like more clearly to me like I know the trails are my thing I know running right now those short technical stuff is like my jam but I want to challenge myself I want to challenge myself with the ultras and really push and test my limits and that's what I'm trying to apply right now in my work situation is like okay I have this nine to five life. How do I challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone to go really pursue something I'm truly passionate about and that possibly can help me get excited about going back to work? Because right now I'm just like, all right, I got this. I got another nine to five day and then once I'm off, it is straight to the trails or the roads for a ride or if I'm really feeling some sort of 
energy, I'll find myself in a pool swimming. But that's those are rare days. <laughs> yeah, and that's fantastic. There's so much reflection we get of all of the things you talked about. Patience. Jumping into the unknown and the uncertainties of what could happen and how the mind jumps to things. No pressure to answer this. Running has had a big impact on your life and going to trails, trying an ultra, challenging yourself with different things. Do you see similarities with those challenges in career and passion? Or are there hesitations there? Or would you be open to speaking about them? give a good attempt on this one uh just because like I'm currently experiencing it like I am new to this ultra stuff like I may only be a year deep into it but I think I've done three ultras and each one of them has been quite an experience where you have this expectation but you end up with a whole different like scenario the path getting there was on nothing like you ever expected to go or be like you just come out of that finish line a whole nother like whoa I can't believe I just did that and that's I think where I'm having a little bit of tough like like that challenge right now with work is like I'm almost too afraid to know what's on the other side of that finish line because I haven't even started the like I haven't even gone to the start line yet like I'm still in that training mode where it's like Okay, I'm preparing. I'm getting ready to attempt the start line, but I don't know where it is yet. So that's where my unknown really is right now with, like, the big girl decisions. So I think I have a good feeling, like, it's going to come soon. I'm going to see that start line um, because I'm starting to get more clarity the more I talk to people and reach out for help within my community because if I don't address the problem and tell others like about it that I'm close with and have like a good feeling about and like I'm not very good about like just approaching strangers and telling them my like whole like hey let's have a therapy session I'm gonna vent to you for a really long period of time please help me with my problems um but no I reach out to my close friends and I'm like hey I I got this going on like what are your thoughts I need a different viewpoint because I'm so stuck in my mindset right now that I need I need help I need like I need pieces to pull from new ones to put to my life so that way I can maybe start assembling a plan maybe we'll go with an outline plans never work outlines work better <laughs> and uh yeah so that's that's currently where I'm at right now I'm in an outline and it just needs a little a little boost to get itself going so that way I can actually start this race we'll call it so I can get to that finish line and hopefully Hopefully find myself on the other side of this tunnel with a, we'll go a thumbs up versus a thumbs down <laughs> perspective. Hey, what did I do for how many hours yesterday? You look absolutely terrible. That's a thought in my head. Thumbs up. You look great. You look great. You got it. You got it. I hope you don't die. You look great. You look great. But that's exactly like you hit the nail on the head. Thank you for that because there's so many things that are really 
useful wisdom that you just shared of there's a lot of unknowns about many situations and you can plan and prepare all these plans go great until they don't and the flight's delayed and you're hooped or the car blows a tire or the rental rv dies in the parking lot and greggy gives you a ride somewhere because your rental rv is now dead and you have a flight to catch all of these things happen and i think that's a huge huge benefit you just shared of like having an outline and not being attached to it versus this is my life plan i will have this degree at age 22 i will have this degree at age 24 i will have this degree at age 27 i will have 2.1 children by age 33 i will have this amount of money i'll retire at 65 and something happens and changes that and you're like oh huh <laughs> well so much for that and at the same time, it's a balance. Like, there's a great quote that stuck with me, and there's all kinds of memes online about it. About you know, jump and your wings will open as you as you fall. The parachute opens as you're jumping out of the plane. It's really scary and really challenging to do that. At the same time, so many magical opportunities can show up when you do that. In whatever aspect of life it is. Do you have anything to add to that? Or could you share some examples where something you were completely uncertain about, you made a decision, and then, hey, this magical carpet unrolled out in front of you, and look where you are now, or what happened now. Look where we are right now. Look at all this chaos around us. We've now got Daenerys and a dragon and a red bunny and a sumo wrestler on roller skates. I'm not distracted at all, at all. Who would have thought Halloween night would be surrounded by all these uh, interesting it's folks here? It's a perfect here. day to record, said nobody ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, back to the situation, though, with, like, the events all lining up. Um, I don't know if anything really aligned to that. I just sometimes find myself in the situation where I feel all like my mind is being pulled in different places so a good example actually was when I was in Oregon and I met that girl out on the out at Hendricks Park doing the hill repeats well she introduced me to that running club and that's where I started finding myself like loving running again and finding like these people that I trusted and I could feel comfortable being around and finding like a good balance between my schooling working and running and just finding a balance and still having like sanity at the end of the day um it was great I mean like it was it was the family I never had in Oregon (laughs) and so it was like I had my own little Pacific Northwest family and when I'd come home to Arizona I'm like oh reality check I'm I'm back in like Arizona again with like I almost wanted to call it like my past life because like when I went to Oregon it was like a new life for me something totally different and I loved it absolutely loved it but I also loved coming home because I just I love the desert so much and it grew on me the more I was away in Oregon because it was a little dark some parts of the year I didn't like that um so always coming back home and seeing the sun in the desert was just 
a warm welcoming. But yeah, the group, the run, the Oregon Running Club, honestly, just like it lit my fire for running, competing, and just having that community. Like you realize how much your community is your your family. It's your second family, and yeah, being able to take that as my base and bring it back to Arizona with me and continuously like building on that foundation. I just knew like that was going to be my thing. You build your community, you build your network. And from there, it's just going to like, it's going to expand and grow. And that's how I hope like maybe I'd be able to influence others to like get into trail running or get into just hiking and being outside and getting excited to like see the place that they grew up in from a different viewpoint from the trails or roads in their backyard yeah and there's so much value to all of that of getting outside joining community being yeah you'll find someone who's crazy matches you're crazy or other people whose crazy matches you're crazy and y'all do crazy things together those are the people that you want in your life. You don't meet cool people by doing boring things or things you don't like. You meet cool people out on the trails, Nathaniel, or volunteering at stuff, or whatever it is. It's really hard to meet people if you don't leave your house or you play video games all day or, you know, things like that. Like, we're a connected species, a communal species. We like to talk to people. At least, I don't know, whatever. I like to hear people's actual story and look into their eyes and see what lights them up what's a challenging time because we all have a story to share and a story to tell and you have a big dream and something you're working towards as part of this career change and inspiring empowering getting people out on the trails talk about that a little bit because uh here we sit on halloween dia de los muertos tomorrow there's a dog in a tuxedo behind you I'm not going to break eye contact, but... Oh, we moved away. And there's a wizard over on the corner now. This this is not distracting at all. If any of y'all listening have ever worked with me, I am never, ever distracted at all. But there's a big idea brewing within you. And uh, as we're here on a very special day, what's that idea? Let's see what uh, manifests for you very quickly, maybe. What's your idea? My big idea is, uh, it's so hard to put into words, but what I see is all I want to do is be able to be someone that can be a mentor, can be someone that can give words of wisdom to, to get them started on running, hiking, getting outside, learning to navigate because with trail running it's more than just the run it's the experience you have the stories you get to share the learning it comes behind actually getting to find your way on the trails like there's no set path you need to take you can always take the one that's there everyone knows that there's like the the path that's like already there but the one that is less traveled on is the more exciting one and I think when you start getting yourself out there and you start taking those paths and going on the little tangents and exploring it 
and then you use your word of mouth and share it with others and that's how you start building your community that's what I want to be I want to be that start that start that takes you on a trail run that takes you on a hike and starts connecting that with other runners or other family members so that way you can share your experience you start building stories you start like it becomes more of a natural thing than it is a social media thing because that's what I'm learning is becoming the big the bit it's not a problem but it's almost like it's a fake reality you see these perfect pictures these situations smiling people don't get me wrong trolling is super fun and it is great smiling but it goes back to that whole ultra experience you don't know those downs, those low moments that you experience. No one really shares that. You don't want to see yourself in the sad hole. Um, but when you create that natural like bond or experience, when you take someone out on a hike, a walk around the block, like just somewhere new, you're sharing that is a natural bond and that's what I want to start again is I just want that unique natural feeling of like hey I'm gonna share my story with you but we're gonna learn together like how to navigate this simple trail or complex trail wherever you want to take your adventure buddy out to and then those memories just stick with you so much more than the pictures you see on social media because you're you're there in the moment yes you're there in the moment enjoying and appreciating everything that's happening some of the most powerful like we were both we so we both volunteered at an ultra marathon 100 miler yesterday i'm entirely certain the next things i say are true the most powerful moments i might cry to the, the most powerful moments of that entire experience, most of them were not captured on camera. It was a volunteer, in, I'm gonna cry. It was a volunteer encouraging someone who was gonna quit not to quit. And they had a life-changing experience crossing a line. It was helping someone pull a cactus out of their foot. It was opening someone's water bottles to fill it because their hands don't work anymore. It was all of that stuff giving someone a hug at mile 95.8 so the text message I got said that kept them going to finish ahead of the cutoff like that's the stuff I maybe you want to share what you saw yesterday and how that ties into you know navigating the uncertainties we had similar yet different experiences I mean god I broke the lightsaber of the world champion in two different things sword fighting at a finish line in neon but that was part of the experience. And at the same time, I sat and cried with people who openly shared their life story and what they're going through and cried on my shoulder. H how was your experience? Granted, this was a huge ultra marathon, but it ties into everything you said of getting people outside, sharing their story, being part of a community. You really get to know people when you're doing very challenging things. So, yeah. So my position that I had volunteering at Havelina was an aid station. So I worked there from the start of the race till about like 2 p.m. when it starts getting a little hot here in the desert. 
and I just remember runners coming through, assisting them with putting ice on their heads, helping them bend down, because, I mean, like, after two 20-mile laps, three 20-mile laps, it gets a little hot. You need someone to help bend down there and get in that ice bucket and pour some ice water on you when you're not used to the dry heat. Filling up their bottles, helping them unscrew the tops, getting them filled up, giving hugs for familiar faces that come around or they recognize you because they know that you're always there volunteering which I was like oh wow I have been doing this for a while you do recognize my face because I recognize yours <laughs> so I'll give them a hug and I'll encourage them I'll give them high fives it is just you can just start seeing that light come back into them and just you're like no you got this like I'm gonna send you out there you're gonna crush it just you know, keep your eyes on to at least the next aid station. Don't think about a whole nother lap because, again, 20 miles, that's a, that's a big lap. Um, but if you can think about, like, breaking it up into each aid station, be like, hey, I know who's at this aid station. I'm going to see this person again. Especially if you got this lap thing going. Like, you got five laps for your 100-mile race. You know who's working roughly about each aid station because we got, like, good eight-hour shifts at these aid stations, mind you. So we're going to be there a little bit. Um, so yeah, just seeing those runners come through, checking in on them, and of course just giving them those words of encouragement, and the best is always when, like, I love working with Patty, and, um, gosh, just seeing her be Wonder Woman that day, just flying around, I'm like, gosh, dang, I aspire to be like that woman, and just being there, like, in a split second for every runner that's like not got eyeballs on them she'd be there like boom I'm like I'm gonna do that one day one day I'm gonna move that quickly and see like get there but yeah honestly like I think the biggest one that I didn't realize how much I had an impact on was um an individual so she's part of a group that I help uh coach with and mentor with they're the Rising Mountains coaching community. Absolutely adore um, their main coach, Eve. She's amazing. Yes. And so one of her runners came through and she saw me. I didn't recognize her at first, but I immediately did once I heard her voice. I was like, oh, I know that gal. She came up and saw me and was like, she's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing my 100 mile race. Like, I'm so excited to see you here at the A station. So I helped her get ready. I gave her a hug, high five, and she looked so good then. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to do it. So then I saw her post on social media. I was like, well, I have to reach out to her. I saw her and I saw her like dream, like this is her dream race come true. Oh my God. I was just like blown away by her. And I didn't realize like in the caption she had mentioned, like seeing me. Um, or maybe it was her response back. All I know is that she just said seeing her, my face, like, and giving her that hug just was, like, it meant a lot to her. I was like, gosh, it really goes back to how much your actions reflect other people's, like, reactions and also the way you respond to it. And just hearing that, I just was like, whoa. I didn't realize, like, I helped you, even if it was just a smidge bit, like, that's just so cool. I baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, baby steps, baby steps. And you're like, oh, you're the guy who filled my water bottle at that station. That was it. You're the guy who was dancing with, with that other with that other guy, and you're just the ridiculous. Like that's what I needed in the low point. Like you just kept me talking when I needed to talk, and I was gonna go. Like it's all those things. It's little tiny actions that many people may take for granted. You're like, hey, cool, I can smile, and that might have an impact. You can give somebody a hug, and that might have an impact. And for us, it was super cool to see that little impact translate into many people's life dream or life goal coming true yesterday. And I think that's really cool. And thank you for being there and being part of it. Yeah, thank you. It, 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 it's everything you talked about. It's, it's community. It's batshit crazy people doing batshit crazy things. But you also find your tribe and find your community by doing what's in your heart and sharing what's in your heart. And I want to say thank you for anybody out there. Like, you played a huge role in that, and you have with your high school students, anybody who's listening, and the other women that are out there. Because someone told me to look at your results on a website, and I did. You're really good. But you didn't talk about it. It was not, this is me, this is what I do. Because there's plenty of people that's entire identity is based off of, I must be the best. I must do this. I'm a professional athlete. I'm a college athlete at this terrible CIS school that no one's heard about. I have a giant ego. That's not there. And with trails, I think that's like the great equalizer. With ultra marathons, it's going to suck. You're going to suffer. <laughs> Bye-bye, <Okay>. ego. <laughs> There, yeah, <laughs> ultra running, is, you really got to put the ego side. I thought when I signed up for my first one, I was like, oh, yeah, I got this in the bag. No. <laughs> I I took a hard uh, spill and uh, punched to the ego as well. I was like, all right, that was, that was harder than I thought it was going to be <laughs> by a lot. Yeah, and that's the beautiful part about it. You never know what could happen in life until you get out there and do it. Is this the right person to marry or not? I don't know. Go for it. Is this the right job or not? I don't know. Go for it. I think there's a lot to say about, like, you know, jump and you grow your wings as you fly down or fall or whatever it is. Take the jump. Anyways, I'm messing up the quote very badly right now. But that's true in so many areas of life and everything. Is there anything, somebody who's maybe thinking about this and who thinks both of us are insane for doing what we do, a teenage girl, a teenage boy, someone who's 50, someone who's out of shape, who's never considered running as anything being fun. Is there anything you would share with them for someone thinking about maybe doing something one day? Maybe trying that one day. Because it was really cool and inspiring to see how many people showed up to see one person dressed in pink cross the finish line. And how many people were impacted by that? I'm going to cry again. How many little girls were out there seeing very strong, very powerful women? Some of them crushed it. Some of them didn't do so great. Some of them dropped out. But they were out there doing it. And I think, we, in personal opinion, I think we need a lot more people just being role models. And so you don't always have to win. You don't always have to. You may not have a great day, but you're out there doing it. Yeah. So what I'd have to say is don't be afraid to take the chance because you really don't know what the end goal is going to be. You can have expectations, 
awesome. Bonus points if you get to achieve it. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but that's where you have to like, just remember, just keep showing up. Don't ever think you're not good enough to be there to show up at the start line, to go after that promotion at work. You have the ability, you have the tools in your toolbox to go do it. That idea wouldn't be in your head for no reason. Like it's there because you thought about it, you wanted it, so go after it and chase it. I mean like, it's gonna be scary, but the reward at the end of it is you'll be able to say, hey, I tried, I went for it, and this is my story, and this is, this is the outcome. And it's gonna make for an epic story. It will definitely make for an epic story. And I think that's a perfect note to say, hey, that was awesome. People are going to be curious about your story. People are going to be curious to know what you do and everything. Are you on social media? Is there a way people who are listening could follow or reach out to you? And if you feel like it, great. And if not, that's okay. You can be completely anonymous. Megan from a random beach town that we're sitting in. The desert island. Yeah, that too. Um, So the best way to reach me would probably be through Instagram. I am at mcupras22. That's my Instagram handle. I share often. I'm not one of those everyday posters, unfortunately. But I post on there kind of when I feel like changes are happening or races are coming up or just some like really great podcasts or books I read I'll pull some little tidbit informations out of it and I will find usually a picture within like a good week or two where I'm like oh that moment that book that quote stories just match it's usually where my ideas come from. But yeah, you can find me there. And for the most part, it's just me doing me. So if you want to follow along on some South Mountain adventures, that's probably going to be on my stories a whole lot. Um, <laughs> so I got you on that. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, and I want to say thank you very much for taking the time out of your evening to come down here. And uh, yeah, it is Halloween. So we have had no distractions whatsoever in the background. And we're totally not in the direct flight path for PHX Airport. Not at all. But it's been really fun recording this and I've appreciated it. And from everyone out there, thank you very much for doing this. And uh, we will catch you next time. Thank you very much, Megan. This was great chatting with you. And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these, and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information, and there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you. It really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So uh, 
yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts is how I list the things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness.